This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. This is Peter and Tricia welcoming you to Great News in God's Views, a half-hour weekly broadcast on Free FM 89.0, independent community media. We can be contacted by email at greatnews376 at gmail.com. That is greatnews376 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Today's worship theme, Through Christ God Will Accomplish His Purpose for Us. Rejoice! Centuries before the birth of Christ, the prophet Isaiah pointed ahead to a day when God would do something remarkable to save his people. We rejoice because of what God has done through Christ. We can rejoice because God has revealed his glory. We read from Isaiah 35 verses 1 and 2. The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them, the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it. The excellency of Carmel and Sharon, they shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. We can rejoice because God has revealed his glory. The desert for Isaiah represents more than just the exiled status of his countrymen. It represents, represents a world without God. And rejoicing is appropriate because God has revealed his glory to us. What could be sadder at this time of year than people who do not understand the miracle of the manger <coughs> who cannot truly voice the praise? Joy to the world, the Lord has come, let earth receive her king. Only when we recognise the glory of God can we truly move beyond the desert of sin and aimlessness to move into the garden of God's presence. Verses 3 to 7 Strengthen ye the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, Be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as a heart, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out, and streams in the desert. And the parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water. In the habitation of dragons, where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes. Isaiah writes to the exiles that God will restore them and redeem them. He encourages them with joyful words of healing and restoration. Did you notice the language of verses 5 and 6? See now the parallel in, an, in 11, Matthew eleven five, where Jesus sends words to John the Baptist. The blind receive their sight and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear, 
The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Are you less than whole today? Are pain and suffering present in your life? The promise of God is that in Christ you can know the power and grace of God in your own life. Verses 8 to 10. And an highway shall be there, and the way in it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, though fools, shall not err therein. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall go up unto thereon. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Isaiah proclaims that God will create a highway in the wilderness that will lead to redemption. Centuries later, Jesus brought the prophecy to fulfilment with the affirmation, I am the way. Christ is the way to God. He is the only path to redemption. Would be no better way for you to celebrate than to discover or perhaps rediscover the path to God through Jesus Christ. He alone is our reason to rejoice. Our first music today, Jesus Shall Reign. This reflects an 18th century vision of the world church Rooted in the language of Psalm 72, Isaac Watts paraphrased this psalm in ways that reflected his time and the political position of England and the rise of the British Empire. At the time of Watts' birth, churches in England sang only metrical psalms. By the time of his death, he'd planted the seeds of a much more complex hymn writing. His 600 hymns found in seven collections made the transition from rooted metrical psalms to freer, theologically based hymns. Jesus shall reign.
When scientists announced the discovery of the Wallamai pine in Australia in 1994, it caused a sensation. Some reported that it was like finding a living dinosaur because the tree was only known from fossils in Jurassic rocks. That would make it extinct for 150 million years by evolutionary reckoning. Finds like this are actually quite common. When something that scientists thought became extinct millions of years ago is found alive, it's called a living fossil. But living fossils pose a problem for evolution. Since the organism hasn't changed, it brings into question the supposed millions of years age as well as the very idea of evolution. When a tree was planted in London recently, Sir David Attenborough said, it is romantic, I think, that something has survived 200 million years unchanged. Well, perhaps he considers it romantic, but I find the millions of years of evolution very hard to believe. To find out more from Creation Ministries International, visit our website, creation.com. Blessed Assurance, Fanny Crosby, 1820-1915, is heralded as one of the world's most prolific and talented hymn-bosers. Blind from shortly after birth, Fanny nonetheless wrote 8,000 hymns. She was visiting a friend, Phoebe Knapp, at the Knack home was having a large pipe organ installed. The organ was incomplete, so Mrs Knapp, using the piano, played a new melody she'd just composed. When Knack asked Crosby, what do you think the tune says? Crosby replied, Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Because she was blind, she said that the first face she would see would be Jesus. She wrote over 8,000 hymns. Blessed assurance.
suffering and patience. Life is unfair and unjust. The person who makes this statement is the individual who understands life. Even by New Zealanders, who by most of the world's economic standards live like ancient wealthy kings, recognise that prosperity, physical comfort and economic well-doing do not shield us from life's iniquities. We all live in a world God-cursed because of the sin, with bodies that decay and die, having personalities that consistently make poor choices. The Christian is not immune to suffering. Jesus himself told the disciples, If the world hates me enough to kill me, what do you think they'll do to you? Christians who embrace righteousness, morality and godly values will eventually suffer because their behaviour and or vocabulary will rebuke other people. Therefore, the New Testament has much to say about handling suffering. James tells us to handle suffering with patience. We read from James chapter 5, beginning at verse 7. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath long patience for it, until he receives the early and latter rain. Be ye also patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Grudge not one against another, brethren, lest ye be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. Take, my brethren, the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction, and of patience. Christians handle suffering with patience. Many believe that James is one of the first New Testament books written. If so, he's writing to Jewish Christians who fled their homes, jobs, and communities because of persecution. These people knew suffering inside out. It wiped out financial security, broken relationships, and created physical sickness and death. The writer tells these Christians to handle this suffering with patience. To James, patience was not a pact for acceptance of circumstances. Instead, it was living responsibly while patiently waiting for change. The idea is illustrated with methods employed by farmers. Farmers cannot hurry a harvest. The farmer's harvest is also dependent on the fickle fates of weather. These factors demand patience. However, a lazy farmer never has a harvest. A good farmer prepares the soil and plants the crops. Then, while waiting patiently, the farmer cultivates, protects young plants, fertilises and prepares for harvest. Responsible activity is accompanied by patient waiting. This is why James says to be patient and stand firm. He expected these believers to remain committed to their faith, serve God, act responsibly and be good citizens. Meanwhile, they were waiting for God to change the events creating their suffering, just as the farmer waited for the harvest. To us, James' advice may seem lame, as though he's merely saying, just hang in there. In one sense, James is saying that the difference is believers are to hang in there until Jesus Christ returns. James understands what Paul, Peter, the prophets and the apostles also understood. Life will always be unfair until Jesus Christ, the second Adam, returns to change all that was destroyed by the actions of the first Adam. 
There will never be a utopia on earth, either individually or communally, until Jesus Christ returns. Christians demonstrate patience by how they behave towards one another. Suffering often puts us in touch with our most basic needs, including survival. When my life or my significance is threatened, I tend to be very self-centred. Also, if your success enhances my trouble or threatens my family's welfare, I'll probably become your enemy. This is why James tells them to stop grumbling about one another. Grumbling is not just muttered oaths, but words and verbal diatribe designed to hurt others while alleviating some of my pain. James says such grumbling is not logical. Christians are looking for Christ's return to establish justice and fairness. They want him to return as a judge to punish the ungodly, immoral and unrighteous. Therefore, if we are disobeying him when he returns, we will be judged as well. However, suffering enables the Christian community to be different and demonstrate the integrity of its faith. This occurs when suffering moves us to mutual love and support. Jesus Christ sought our best interest at his worst time. He asked us to do the same. Christians have been given heroes of patience to follow. The prominence and wealth of sports figures has prompted a national discussion about role models. Since we are all influenced by heroes or mentors, many believe these people are to act appropriately. Christians are no different. Our heroes may include Isaiah, who was probably sawed in two for his faith, or perhaps Jeremiah, whose ministry from a human perspective was a failure, or maybe Daniel, the political hostage who never again saw his home or nation. Yet these prophets served God patiently. They were active in service while awaiting for a kingdom that was yet to come. These are our role models. They've demonstrated how to live patiently with suffering. We do not live this way because we are masochists. We live this way in faith, awaiting our King of Righteousness, the Saviour Jesus Christ. We continue with, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross, written by Isaac Watts.
we continue with Draw Me Nearer. Lyrics by Fanny Crosby, music by Willard Howard Duane. It's been reported the blind Crosby had a sunset described to her in words just before she wrote the lyrics. Draw Me Nearer. This is Peter and Tricia thanking you for joining us today for great news and God's views on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. We invite you to listen every Sunday from 9.30 to 10 for a presentation of historic Bible-based Christianity, highlighting preaching of the Word, classic songs, hymns and spiritual songs. We are only the King James Bible, the authorised version. 
89.0 is live streamed from freefm.org.nz or tune in, and now on Amazon Echo devices using the FreeFM 89 Alexa skill. We would love to hear your comments on this show. We can be contacted by email at greatnews376 at gmail.com. That is greatnews376 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.